Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, and welcome to the Goose Egg Gambling Podcast. The only podcast that thinks going for two should be common practice in every single scenario. It's so smart to do that. I think so. There's that one coach who's now in college who does it. Presbyterian College. Yeah, and it's been working out pretty well for him, I think. And he does like onside kicks on every... I almost would argue it's not worth punting either. Almost. (laughs) If you're very backed up in your end zone, it probably is. Yeah, like if your offense isn't rolling, then I would agree. Yeah, but I'd say anything like fourth and five and under, and you're like even past the... 40 as they would go for it yeah fuck it you're on i just i've just played too much madden i think (laughs) yeah four verticals yeah exactly quick (laughs) slants or four verticals whichever is more open yeah uh anywho i'm your host madasaurus rex aka the comeback kid and i'm joined as always by my co-host jared hey aka the honorary iowan jared had a long weekend trip in both iowa and in kansas city how was the weekend very fun a lot of a lot of traveling. A lot of traveling. A little bit of drinking. A little bit. Just just an appropriate amount. Yeah. I only got drunk one night overall, and I wasn't even that bad. So it was, overall, it was good. Was it that first Friday night? Yeah. Nice. Uh, and it wasn't mimosas old fashions this time that I was Ooh, drinking. You're so versatile. I'm, I'm a big old fashioned guy now. Really? Mm-hmm. I've got to get it. That's actually one of my like, goals for the fall and winter is to find a drink, an alcoholic drink I like besides beer and pina coladas. Do you like whiskey? I've never really like tried it straight. Every time I have tried it, I've struggled with it. Cause I went, to, I did a Jack Daniels distillery tour, tried it out and wasn't crazy about it, but I want to get into like, some, I want like some sort of like cool. Cause it was because I saw James Bond last night too. And he's always drinking cool uh-huh. drinks. So I got to find something like that. That's kind of, that's kind of with old fashions and Mad Men. Don Draper is always drinking old fashions. And that so. inspired you to get into them. Exactly. So, well, that's my goal for the, for the winter. So we'll see what happens. Hey, there's but. this little rum called Malibu. I think right up your alley. Ooh. Is it yeah. pink? <laughs> Can so, be. Perfect. Yeah. So you had a good time. Both yeah. ga- both games were a ton of fun. Yeah. The, Bill, the Bills game must have been kind of tough to sit through, but uh, a little bit. Uh, I had one. I had the greatest live bet of all time. Oh yeah. There. Uh, so it was the Bills are about to score their first touchdown, and the over was at fifty five points. Mm-hmm. And I had my uh, sports book website open. Yep. And right when Josh Allen crossed the goal line to score a touchdown. I put in my bet just in time before the line went up to 57. Round of applause. I that, was Vegas that right there. Yeah, and that's something we've actually talked about on this podcast. We said you said it's only worth live betting if you're at the actual game because exactly. otherwise you're just stuck behind because of the TV. Exactly. I also had my best live bet of all time for the Monday night game. I was down to my last $5 on my account. I, j- I made a big scene about how I was going to bet the Ravens first half to be leading that just didn't hit. So I'm down to my last $5. The Ravens, I feel like they kind of had some momentum. It was right after the Hollywood Brown like deep pass. Mm-hmm. But I was still just like, I just kind of felt, fuck it. Like, I need some sort of momentum here. So I put all $5 on the Ravens money line, which was plus 750 at the time. Fuck it, we ball. Fuck it, we ball. They hit, got me right back into the game. So I'm feeling pretty good about this week. I'm feeling like things are finally starting to come up Matt's way. So you, what what made you bet that? You just kind of felt it? I had just a feeling that yeah. I could kind of see the Colts were starting to like lose their composure a bit. And I also just kind of had a weird feeling that like the Ravens usually win games like this. Yeah, they, they know how to close games for sure. They're so clutch mm-hmm. of a team. It, I think it's like I think they might be one of the top two best teams in the entire league. We they have a huge game this weekend that we'll talk about in a bit. But yeah. uh, first things first, the Thursday night game. This comes this podcast will come out on a Thursday game tonight is a little tricky to bet. I kind of think it's the Bucks versus the Eagles. Buccaneers are favored by seven points, and that's the way I'm leaning. That's actually my free cheese of the week, just because I think the Buccaneers are so good, and the Eagles I'm kind of just out on. Yeah, I don't think they're a very deep team and a very talented team. But Tom Brady also has a hurt thumb. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't think it's anything serious. He's listed as questionable, but obviously he'll play. Yeah. and But it could be something. They also, like, all their DBs are hurt. Oh. So... If the Eagles can pass, they can figure it out. But the Eagles just cannot run right now. Maybe just, maybe just do money line on uh, the Eagles. Eagles. I already took the Bucks minus seven, <laughs> so I could hedge myself there. But I you, think. Do you remember last year? It was Bears versus Bucks Thursday night. Yep. And Tom Brady forgot was fourth down. He did. I feel like the Bucks always play weird on Thursday nights in October. It is in Philadelphia too. Correct. So it'll be a tough crowd too. So I'm going to go Eagles money line. You're on taking that one. Eagles money line. Okay. What did you think about the over under is 52? I was kind of leaning over. Yeah. Because the Thursday night games are always pretty high scoring. And if all their D backs are injured or hurt, 
then it's going to open the passing game. Exactly. And Jalen Hurts has a good offensive line, too. He does. So, yeah, I would take the over and Eagles money line. So I am leaning the over. I took the Bucks minus seven, mainly because I think the Eagles will be able to hang in there that first half. I don't see the Eagles being able to hang in there for all four quarters. We could do a first half bet, Eagles. I could try it again. Yeah, thread the needle. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm, ex- I'm actually kind of excited for the game. I think it'll be a decent one. I think there is kind of that weird revenge factor of Tom Brady versus the Eagles, mm-hmm. just from that Super Bowl in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. It's not obviously like there's no players on either team that are the same except for Tom Brady and like Fletcher Cox. Yeah. But besides, I still think like there's that sort of story there. So it'll be a fun game to watch. I'm leading Bucks minus seven. It's my free cheese. It's my, it may be the least confident I've felt about a free cheese all year, but I think it's just you got to go with the talent at the end of the day. I think the talent will figure a way out. Is this a clean the apartment game? No, I'll be watching this game, but. Okay. We'll see what happens come the third quarter. Right. I might I might I might have to do some dishes or at least some laundry so I can fold it in front of the TV or something like yeah, that. Yeah, sweep the floor. Yeah. It's it's not an all-star marquee matchup like last weekend was, but it's something. It's better than Giants Washington. So I'll take it. Yeah, same. I will too. However, after that though, the we do have what I think is the game of the year coming up this weekend with Chargers versus the Ravens. Good matchup. Great matchup. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking excited about it the chargers have become one of my favorite teams to watch if not my favorite they're so no pun intended electric to watch that was a great pun and they are yeah they are they've become like my go-to madden team they're just yeah they're fun to watch they've got talent everywhere the whole la thing i think is kind of working for them Mm -hmm. like just the aesthetic of the team overall Mm -hmm. but they have a very tall task going into baltimore baltimore is baltimore's coming off Biggest win of the year. Lamar Jackson had the best like quarterback performance of the year. They're riding high, and they beat a very... I still think... Not a very good Colts team, but I still think a pretty good Colts a team. A solid Colts team. They, the Colts have had a really rough... The, probably the hardest first five games of anyone all year, so I think they'll bounce back. And they've been pretty hurt, too. Exactly. And the AFC South is nothing to ride home about, so yeah, I think the Colts true. will still be in the mix. But Ravens are able to beat them in a big way, and the Ravens are actually favored in this game by three. Yep. I lean against that and i'm gonna go plus 130 chargers money line for my fuck it we ball pick i have the opposite you have the ravens ravens minus three i don't think the ravens can win that emotional of a game on a monday night then turn around on a short week and do it the same thing to the chargers the ravens had to have a lot of breaks go their way to win that game sure and then well the chargers had an emotional game last week it was very close with the browns it was it's two teams coming off very big wins and high scoring game with the uh, Chargers Browns game. Yep. Also, I think this game's at noon. I believe mm-hmm. I could be wrong. So the Chargers LA has to tra- travel all the way to Baltimore for a noon game. I don't love that. Right. So I'm kind of leaning towards the Ravens here. You are. Yeah. I just think the Chargers might be the best overall team in football, maybe besides the Bucks. Hmm. They've got talent pretty much everywhere. <sighs> I would say Bills right now. Bills Bills look tough too. Yeah. Bills look really tough, but I think I'm just going to bet Justin Herbert. And like I said, I don't think the Ravens could afford to make the mistakes they made against the Colts and still win this game. The Ravens kind of do usually play a little sloppy, but they usually just find a way to grit out a win. Yeah. And they got, I mean, Harbaugh is a more experienced coach. That's true. So I'm, I'm leaving towards Ravens here. You think anything go just money line? I'll go minus three Ravens. Oh, wow. Yeah. Might as well. I don't know. Might as, yeah, yeah, I suppose. It's minus. Three. If they're going to win, it would be like a Justin Tucker field goal. But I just yeah. think the Chargers are going to be the best team the Ravens have faced all year. And I think the Chargers are going to have be a little more composed than the Ravens will be. Yeah, that's why they play the games. That's why they play the games. We don't decide them here. They decide them on Sunday. <laughs> um, in terms of uh, other for Fuck It We Ball, the 19 parlay officially did not hit. I regret to inform everyone. Didn't mean to ruin your days. Yeah, oh man, days ruined. Yeah, so we're going right down to an eight-team parlay. Uh, all money lines are taking Colts over. You just sound so bummed out. I know. I'm, I'm <laughs> starting to lose faith that it's ever going to hit. Eventually it will, though. I know it will. Because yeah, I when you're down to one-team parlay. Yeah, exactly. The one-team parlay is an absolute lock. <laughs> so um, the teams we have, we have the Colts over the Texans. We got the Steelers over the Seahawks. That's a putrid Sunday night game. That kind of turned out to be bad with Russell getting hurt. Oh, shit, I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm, that's a clean the apartment game, maybe. That was on my list, but I might have to change that. I for, yeah. totally forgot about that. Uh, uh, Cow- <laughs> <laughs> Cowboys versus Patriots. Uh, I got the Cowboys. Uh, Rams over Giants, even though I am a little skeptical about the spread in that game. We'll talk about that later. Uh, Bengals beating the Lions. Packers beating the Bears. Chiefs beating Washington. Dolphins beating the Jaguars. Nothing crazy. 
We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to go into too much more of an explanation about it. So did you meditate before this parlay or nothing? I did actually. Nice. I did a nice little five minutes. It gave me all, there's not a single upset on here. So <laughs> straight shock. <laughs> yeah, it's straight shock, <laughs> but it's all the games I feel relatively confident about. Dolphins versus Jaguars gave me a little bit of pause because it's in London. Ah, that's tough. I don't know how. I don't. Do, know. do you have? I don't have any formula to bet London games. No, I don't know what's going to happen. I was so confident about Jets plus three last week, and they just came out and looked terrible. It's just like anything can happen in London. And yeah. It's just the the jet lag is real. It's. I feel like it's either a blowout one way or the other. Mm-hmm. It's never that close. It's always weird. Yeah. And I'm always hung over for it too for some reason. It's the, <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. I'm always just really anxious for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm always yeah. sweating. It's gonna be yeah, like what happens if London does get a full time team? Like that's gonna be a really hard thing for They Vegas can't do it. To, you, you can't. I mean You don't think it'll ever happen? It, it will eventually, but like you can't take airplanes over there. You need like a fast bullet train. Yeah. Or like a really fast boat. Like uh-huh. one of the two. Cause yeah, what are they gonna do when like they have to play like Los Angeles or something like that? <laughs> they gotta go over like that's like a Asia. twenty a twenty hour. Yeah, they I think they honestly have to go the other way. Yeah, I, it's I don't know how they're gonna make it work. Maybe like that team will only they'll schedule it just so they only play East Coast teams, but that doesn't work eventually either. No, I mean it's the logistics just aren't there right now. I could see maybe fifty years from now. Yeah, when the science has improved, when Elon's invented some sort of rocket that'll get them over quicker, or or a boat, yeah, or, or a spaceship, or something or how are there not high speed like underground trains yet <sighs> i don't know who would pay for it i mean i guess the un or something yeah i don't know just like under the ground like in the water i guess under the ocean probably wouldn't work since it's like miles and miles you deep. could do you could do like a bullet submarine maybe yeah put do, solar panels well, not tubes. solar panels but if like, I'm imagining it's like something like those things at the bank where it's like the tubes yeah. that shoot up. Yeah. That's got to work on a larger scale, right? <laughs> All right. We're going to do one of these where it just needs to be at least 10 times bigger. Yeah, exactly. 10 times bigger and a hundred times faster. Get on <laughs> it, science. Um, but yeah, that's the 18 parlay. Um, as you can see, I am losing a little bit of emotional steam in them, but I feel good about this week. We'll see what happens. All it takes is one win. I'm coming off one stupid bullshit miraculous win. So who's to say I can't do two? <laughs> it can be done. Actually, it can be done. It will be done. Yeah. Uh, did you have a fuck it we ball pick? Yes. Uh, well, I'll, I'll give you my free cheese first. Okay. Broncos minus three and a half against the Raiders. You think it's just gonna be bad after the Gruden thing? I just think there's just so much turmoil right yeah. now, I guess, and everything. I feel I do feel bad because I do enjoy the Raiders as a franchise, and I was very I like Derek Carr a lot, and I was very excited about how they were doing this year. So the whole thing situation just sucks overall. Obviously, it's good that Gruden left, but, but even with Gruden, I feel like they still wouldn't have been that great. They, they, you could tell they were starting to fizzle out. I don't think they were like a for real contender, but I do enjoy yeah. when they have like their big wins every now and then they usually start the season like three, and know, and, and they had collapse and they had two like wild overtime wins to begin yeah. too. So it was a bit fluky. They were on the right side of both of those games. Yeah. Do you know every single Monday night game's gone to overtime for real? That's what they said in the broadcast. Wow. Yeah. Huh? I can watch Monday night more this league. I know. <laughs> it should start at 5 PM. I mean, nice they, they me. do need to do that. Yeah. I'll just move to the West coast. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I got Broncos minus three and a half. Mm-hmm. Just because of the all the circumstances, and then Teddy's a good quarterback. I Is think, Teddy back playing? I think so. I think so too. Too. Yeah. So Broncos minus three and a half. It's kind of like last week's bet, where I bet uh, Titans to beat the Jaguars because of Urban Meyer coaching thing. Yeah. Who'd have thought two weeks in a? Who'd have thought it been one upped? Yeah. Like Urban Meyer, like oh, there's no way a coach can fuck up worse than that. Exactly. So John Gruden, hold my beer. So I'm using the so I'm using the same logic for yeah. free cheese this week. Also, can't wait to see who it is next week. <laughs> yeah, you know, it could be Coach Zimmer for all we know. Oh man. Yeah. All right, so that's your free cheese. Did you have a fuck it we ball? You got something you're feeling risky about? Um, yeah, I'll do uh, Browns Cardinals. Over- I'm excited for that game too. That's another like game of the year. Yeah, contender. Uh, over 49 and a half. I'll just take the over. I want to take that again, but I got burned the last time you had this logic. Which is why I'm going. I went under last week. Not oh, going- you did for the Chargers Browns one. You did. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You said on the podcast you you liked the over. Oh no, you said the under. I said Sorry, the under. Yeah, you're I, was, right. I was off by double points. Yeah, I think like one of the teams <laughs> covered it themselves. Yeah. So We're yeah, this, over. this yeah this week I'm going the opposite way with the Browns. I'm going over 49 and a half. I don't hate that. Yeah. I don't think that's a fuckery ball really at all. I think that seems pretty sensical. I don't. 
Like, I think the Cardinals offense is that good that they can, like, go up against the Browns defense. Exactly. So if I lose this over bet on this Browns game, I'm done betting Browns over unders for the rest of the year. I think that's very fair. Yes, because I cannot figure it out then. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I like it. So there's only a few other games I like. The first one I mentioned was Giants and Rams. Giants are currently plus 10 and a half. I know they have a ton of injuries, but for, to me, that seems like a trap game for mm-hmm. the Rams. They're they're going to New York. They've just come off a ton of like big divisional. Win- well, they lost the Cardinals, but like some big divisional wins. They beat Tom Brady. And I just see that being one of those games. The Giants not don't necessarily beat them, but they keep it closer than 10 and a half. Like the, to me, it just something in my gut makes that feel like a trap game. Yeah, I could see the Rams struggling in yeah. the game for whatever reason. It's outdoor. Maybe it'll be rainy. It's in New York. Hopefully the wind takes the ball a little bit. Yeah. So I'm eyeing Giants plus 10 and a half. I haven't taken it yet, but I am eyeing it. Eyeing it. Yeah. Another one I'm eyeing is Bears plus four and a half versus the Packers. I think the Bears do have kind of like a team that's built to stop the Packers. Like defensively, they usually get like give Aaron Rodgers a little bit of trouble. He usually pulls it off at the end. Yep. And Justin Fields has given that team much needed life. They beat the Raiders, but looking back at it now, maybe we knew the Raiders were like they knew they were screwed at the time. Yeah. And they might not have been focused, but like that one. I like Colts minus nine over the Texans. I think they're going to be pissed after Monday night and they're going to come out all guns a blazing. Yeah, I can't figure out Texans or Colts. I just I stay yeah. away from those games. The Colts, the Colts are making me struggle a bit too because I do want to like them a lot, but they just can't find a way to win a game. And the Texans are such a weird team too. They have a ton of veterans, but I just can't figure them out. So the I'm AFC South away. is weird this year. Yeah, is there any teams in the NFL like you're like I am not touching them ever to bet mm-hmm. nothing? Do you have any of those teams in mind or anything? Like the that? Uh, well, it used to before in the Philip Rivers era, it was the Chargers. Yeah. I would not touch the Chargers because mm-hmm. I'd always like them every week, and they'd always lose by a field goal. Um, the Falcons have screwed me over a good amount. Yeah, so I usually actively bet against them. Mm-hmm. So that's that sometimes works. And then um, who is in the there's one team in the NBA. The Nuggets I love. Nuggets are the exact opposite. Every time I bet on the Nuggets, it works for some reason. <laughs> and uh, the Trailblazers, whenever I, yeah. I'm terrible at the, with the Trailblazers because they can come out and go toe-to-toe with the best team in the league, and then they can go out and lose to Minnesota. Right, and then like Lillard will drop 40 points exactly. every night. Yeah. yeah, but you just don't know what the supporting cast around Lillard is going to do. Exactly. Which, so I try and stay away from the Trailblazers and t- kind of this year, the whole AFC South, but I do like that Colts minus nine versus Houston. Um, Chiefs minus seven versus Washington. That kind of the Chiefs might be in big, big trouble. We talked about it last week. Their they, defense looks bad. They might not make the playoffs. But the Redskins defense is also bad. Did you see there's a stat about how like they're comparing how bad the Chiefs defense is historically? The greatest show on turf is the best offense ever in terms of yards per play. They got seven, and the Chiefs are giving up seven point one this year. So the Chiefs are making every offense better than the, the greatest oh. show on turf. Are they going to make the playoffs? I honestly think they might struggle. The Chargers, I think, not, they don't have that division on lock, but they have a three, a two-game lead and a tiebreaker right now. Holy. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's a rough stat. Like and They have players, too. They have, like, Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark. I think just have a lot of injuries and a lot of just, like, gaping holes. Well, like, the only way they'll win games is Mahomes scores four touchdowns. Yeah, they're kind of very self-reliant on that at this point. There's no way they're going to win the Super Bowl. Ah. Uh, January is weird. Once you get into the playoffs, things do change. It's but you need de- you need good defense in the playoffs. You do, and especially when you look at the AFC, all the other competitors have at least solid defenses. Browns, Bills, Ravens. I, w- I wonder what the spread or the odds are of uh, Chiefs missing the playoffs. I would I would sprinkle some money on that. Sprinkle that. I'm, yeah, I'm sure. That, I'm sure there is something you can find. I'm sure a lot of people who had like the Chiefs Super Bowl just thinking it was a locker sweating right now because yeah. Chiefs were by far the favorite to go to the Super Bowl. Definitely. It was like them and the Bucks again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It usually is just the repeats. But uh, yeah, so Chiefs fans, good luck the rest of the season. It might get rough. Mahomes might have to do a team-friendly contract so they get some defense yeah. players. Yeah. What if he does have to? Because I don't think it has it kicked in yet. Uh, I mean, it will. Yeah, it will. So <laughs> either screwed either way. Yeah, because... Uh, Travis Kelsey's not getting any younger either. He's mid thirties. Yeah. So who who knows? They're in a little trouble. Little, little pickle. Yeah. Their division's getting pretty good. Um, and then yeah, that's it for the NFL. There's I wanted to choose one college game for my one of my new goals for the fall, along with uh, whatever I said earlier was my other fall. Tr- trying an old fashioned yeah, is yeah. watching more college football. 
Mm-hmm. So the game of the weekend from what I saw was Oklahoma State 12 versus Texas, which is 25. I've never seen this. I've only started looking at college football spreads recently, but I've never seen a team that was ranked over 10 more in the rankings that is the underdog that in a bizarre. college. They're, it's Oklahoma State's 12th ranked, and they're plus five and a half versus Texas. And it's at Texas? It's at, it is at Texas. Okay, Both teams have a really good offense. So the over is tempting, but I took Oklahoma State plus five and a half. Yeah, Gundy's a good coach. Yep, I think they're a better team. I think Texas is very like just quarterback reliant, very offensively reliant, and I don't think that's super sustainable in like a very big game. And Texas lost last week against Oklahoma. They did. So yeah, they might be playing a little pissed off. They might be. So that that would bode well. It's gonna be a shootout for sure. Yep. So that's why I think the over is a little tempting as well. What, what's that again? It's super. It's ridiculous. I think it's like fifty nine. What's well, not bad? You don't think it's? I guess for college, it's not. Mm-mm. I mean, la- I mean, two years ago when Kyler Murray was playing against Texas, I think it was at eighty or seventy nine. That's ridiculous. Under. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that's the exact number, but it was some number that I just couldn't get myself to bet just because I don't think I've ever taken an over under. Either high. you don't have the balls or you don't have the money. Which one is it? Oh man, let's not get personal now. <laughs> out here laying laying my heart on the line. I'm I'm playing with house money right now. I I, t- I was down to my last five dollars. I came Which out. Which one the mud. is it? I made it out the mud. <laughs> I crawled my way back. Yeah. I won't take this. Up. So, so you like Texas in that one? Oh, uh, yeah. I'll take the over. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just a middle finger in my face. Yeah. I have the I don't money. have the balls or money. I have the money, just so everyone knows. I literally have thousands of dollars to my name. <laughs> I have hundreds of dollars. My, my net bank. worth is five grand right now. Yeah. So get off my back. Um, do you have any college games you liked? Uh, I like Purdue uh, plus, I think, 11 right now against Iowa. Iowa maybe the biggest game they've ever won in yeah. program history. They're number two right now. Purdue's just a weird team. Like once Purdue year, is weird. <laughs> they, they sometimes just get a weird victory sometime. So I'm gonna go plus eleven and then I'm gonna do, do like just two dollars on money line for Purdue to beat Iowa. Yeah, well who doesn't have money now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's a it's obviously a, a big gamble, but I don't know. Yeah. A, a low money. Yeah, something to do on a Saturday. And I just think Iowa's going to have the biggest come down game ever. It kind of reminds me of when the Gophers beat Penn State. <sighs> and then lost Iowa. Right. So it's kind of be one of those things. Yeah, I, I think I, I do like that logic. It's a, I think that's a very real thing of a team having like a miracle life-changing win coming down the next week. Because those fans are going fucking crazy when yeah, they won that game. I'm sure. So, yeah, I just... Purdue. I can't imagine the players were focused this week. Exactly. Yeah. They're probably still partying. Yeah, exactly. So I'd, I'd, I I would too, though, if I was on the team. Oh, 100%. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they'd have to mess up a lot and not make the playoffs at this point. They're ranked. What are they ranked now? Two. Two, yeah. So they'd have to stumble quite a bit. Plus, they're a team that's not built on like flash. They're built on defense. But I do agree. I think like that, that is a very real effect. I mean, we saw it the Minneapolis Miracle. Yeah. Like like once you can't win like two huge games like that in a row. I it's think it's just tough. hard to focus. Yeah, it's very tough. Plus you have, and then they have the target at their back right now. They're the big dog in the Big Ten. Oh yeah. So Purdue obviously wants Purdue. To Purdue's coming for blood. Yeah. Good day to be a Boilermaker. All right. Well, um, that's it for us. Don't go anywhere though, because we are having special guest Tyler come onto the podcast to talk about betting on the children of famous athletes and so, golf. And golf, yeah. We talk about a lot of stuff. He's the host of the Double Bogey podcast, so check that out if you're a golf fan. Um, so yeah, without further ado, let's bring on Tyler. Welcome to the podcast where I give you legitimate financial advice <laughs> for your life that you should take as actual legal financial advice planning for your future. That sounds kind of spot on, I'd say. Yeah. That's exactly what we do here. So um, yeah, for those who are just joining. <laughs> you don't have to use that as <laughs> no, your intro. I, I kind of like it. I like it a lot. So um Thanks for the waiting, everyone. We are back here with Tyler. What's up? And Tyler, this is your first time on the Goose Egg Gambling Podcast, yeah. so welcome. I'm a little nervous, actually. Why is that? Uh, I don't know anything about gambling, so great pick of a guest. Well, that's something we have in common, pretty much, <laughs> yeah, based on my true. current record for the season. I have, so. so are you keeping a, a season-long tally of your record, or is it week by week? I'm doing both. What is your season record? Because your I, week one sucks. I am thirteen and twenty eight right now on the season. <sighs> but the thing that the thing that does help is the ones that I'm putting like the big money on. I am winning those pretty consistently. So what the ones those? I believe in, I'm doing pretty well on. Are those the free cheese ones though? 
Free cheese was off to a really rough start, but it's it's back. In, really? it's back in the driver. It was zero and three to start the, the season, but it's, moldy it's, some, but it's some won weeks. the last two. Damn. So feeling at least good about that. But it's usually like the Sunday night games. I'm pretty good at like the well, big matchups. I mean, your free cheese is just one of those little baby bell things. You had to unwrap it first to get to the cheese. <laughs> yeah, it took three games to unwrap it, and now you're ready to rock. Yeah, now ready I'm in mid season form. I'm knocking off. Yeah. I didn't have a preseason yeah. really, so right. knocking off the rust. Yeah, you're one of the coaches that doesn't play starters in the preseason. Yeah, so exactly. They, they took them two games to get the wheels turning. Yeah, they had us in the first half, yeah. not going to lie. But yes. we're here and we're ready to rock. You're like Mike Zimmer. You don't play your starters in the preseason. Oh, boy. That might, that might <laughs> be the year. only thing common that year, yeah. Mike Zimmer and I have in common. Mm-hmm. But we'll take it. Let's not start. On uh, the Vikings? <laughs> if we do this, you, your your 20-minute podcast will be 45. <laughs> hey, true. we'll take it. What do you? How do you think about the Vikings this year? How are you feeling? I want to get in. I want to get into it. <laughs> so I don't know how much has Jared expressed his love for the Vikings. It's well known. Yeah, it is well known. Jared and I are in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared is smarter with football than I am, though. Thanks, as far Tyler. as statistics and stuff, I'm better at the game. Obviously, um, <laughs> your nexus is an old guy. <laughs> yeah, your nexus is no. He's a Jimmy and Joe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you put him on like the field. Yeah. Um, I love them. I hate them. All of, every emotion you can possibly feel towards a person or a team or a collective, I have felt them for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it is an absolute roller coaster of a relationship, but one that I'll never lose or get rid of. Uh, there, I don't. There will never be a breakup. Yeah, it doesn't matter if we go undefeated into the Super Bowl and lose. I will still stick with them. It doesn't matter if we go zero and what is it seventeen now? It would yep, be zero correct. and seventeen. Doesn't matter if we go zero and seventeen. I'll still wear a goddamn jersey every Sunday, and it's just <laughs> like I don't know. It's tough. Uh, it's it, tough, man. Is, is this their year? Uh no, no. This no. Um, I do think even at two and three, we do have. I think we'll make the playoffs in a wild card spot. Like we'll be like. 10 and 7 and sneak into the last spot and lose round one of the playoffs. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, you could argue like they're two plays away from being like four and one. Wait, because the only, we were the only team that's been close to beating the Cardinals mm-hmm. and we should have fucking beat them. We just missed a field goal as time expired in typical Vikings Shocker. fashion. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd say that we're the only team that legit had a shot to beat them, which is promising. Uh, the Browns game is the only one that terrifies me because nothing was good there. Yeah. Our defense was fine, but it was more the Browns offense played like shit. Baker was all over the right. place. Yeah, so they, Yeah, it was an ugly one for them for sure. Right. Like you can't like you seeing our defense hold them to 10 points on paper looks great. But if you I, I was there in person watching how bad Baker played, it was not our defense playing good. Right. They just pissed it down their leg, the Browns. Yeah. Yep. Or shot yep. down their leg. And they still won. So. Yep. Here we are. Well, hey, they got an easy matchup with the Panthers this week. You, ne- you never know what could happen. They actually are favored by one right now. Why Viking, aren't the Vikings they, are? Doesn't Homeboy love the Panthers? I'm kind of the, the 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 train's kind of leaving town with that one. Hey, your Super Bowl pick. Yeah. You want to? Here's my fun fact for the day. Let's hear uh, it. Packers or Packers Panthers number three receiver Brandon Zilstra, uh-huh. former roommate. Ooh, we lived together in college. Fun fact. He got caught by the cops. We were running from the cops from a party, and he got chased down by a big old fat guy, and now he runs a 4-4 in the NFL. <laughs> Some, something doesn't add up. There. No, I know. <laughs> there may or may not have been alcohol consumed. Right? Okay. We weren't just running for exercise from the police. <laughs> that uh, that cop should get an NFL contract. Yeah, Seriously. Like sign, he'd be like the next water boy except the cop. cop. Or maybe... maybe ca- the camp would be campus police. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this receiver Sorry, is Kevin just, James. Yeah. Maybe this receiver is just such a good like locker room guy, such a good citizen that he let the cop... Catch him. No. No, that's <laughs> no. it. Brandon was just really drunk. Oh, man. <laughs> and the thing was, I'm pretty sure he was 21. Yeah. Because he's older than me. I was almost 20. Well, I was 21 for legal purposes on this podcast. Uh, you can't prove that otherwise. Uh, but I don't He got caught, dude. It was unbelievable. So are you going to be a house divided this weekend, cheering for both the Vikings and your former roommate? Or is it no, all, fuck it's Brandon. I hope he loses. <laughs> I'll send him a snap right now telling him I hope he loses. Oh, man. <laughs> like, I hope you drop every pass thrown to you on Sunday. He's going to be on an island with Harrison Smith just waiting for him. Yeah, Harrison, Brandon, he'll probably get ejected from the game for targeting you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, yeah, good luck out there, Brandon. Look yeah. out for Harry the Hitman. I'm sure listens. Weird to yeah. call him Brandon. Yeah, we called him Zilly, which is lame Zilly. as hell. But that's a, that's a little rough. Yeah, you guys can do fun. much better than that. We could. Did you have a nickname? 
Just my last name, oh. which I'm choosing to redact. <laughs> so uh, all my super fans stop coming to my house to take pictures. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. What, a, what a problem. Line around the block. Yeah, yeah. my my full name is Jared. Sh- <laughs> yeah, Frank Jibs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's a great transition because speaking of names, you sent me a very interesting Instagram DM about a certain famous child who yes. bears quite the cross because of his last name. Yes, but it also could be very exciting for him. Do you want to elaborate more on that? So. I saw this and you you two are the only people I thought of. Mm-hmm. It was like betting. Oh. And then I also thought of myself because I am a father. Um, Charlie Woods, the, the progeny of Tiger Woods, arguably the greatest golfer of all time. You can now bet on his future success, even though he is 12 years old. He is. Wow. That is, it is bananas. The current odds is for him to win a major this decade is 825 to 1. So, like I said, I don't know shit about betting. If I put 10 bucks down on Charlie Woods to win a major by the time he's, what is it, 25? He would be, it'd be 22. It's this, de- or this decade. So, and so 2030. So he's, he's 12 right now. It'd be just by 21. Jesus. So, yeah, those are like, they're very stacked against him. I think they only have it for this decade because we still don't even know if he's going to play professional golf. But yeah, this kid's in seventh grade. He didn't start taking golf this seriously until the pandemic. I was doing some reading on it. He said he kind of just did it as a hobby, but during oh, the wow. pandemic, he just wanted to like get into it for something to do with his dad and like a reason to get outside. So he's just getting into it. He's won a few like local tournaments, dude. But like compared to what Tiger was doing by his age, not, <laughs> nothing even close. Think about, think about how long we've been golfing. Mm-hmm. About two years, yeah. right? <laughs> this kid has been golfing for about two years. And just because his dad is Tiger Woods, did you watch the father-son game they I've played? I've seen clips. Mm-mm. He's so good. Yeah. So maybe I do need to take lessons. Do you think that's what it is, or do you think there's a nature versus nurture aspect yeah. to it? Uh, well, I don't know. Was Tiger was Tiger nature? I think Tiger was more nurtured than anything. Well, did you read the Tiger Woods book? No, but I watched the documentary. documentary. The book is phenomenal if you are looking for something to read. But because, yeah, it starts with him like he was hitting golf balls from the age of two, like with pretty good form because his dad would like sit him in the garage and his dad would just like swing at like the net like mm-hmm. every single night, basically. And just I think all those repetitions just kind of got ingrained into Tiger's young brain. OK, so I think I so Charlie's obviously <clears throat> years behind where Tiger was at this point. But you got to imagine there's some sort of DNA thing that like carries over when you think. Yeah, you'd you'd think so. I think it's more the the mental aspect will carry over because mm-hmm. Tiger was one of the, the greatest competitors of all time, like would create like like Michael, right? Michael would create fake beefs. Jordan, for and, those who are yes, listening. Yeah, yes. Uh, I like to <laughs> call, call athletes. Mike, we call just him, their yeah, first Mike. Name. <laughs> call him uh, Mike. I love calling athletes by their first name. <laughs> it does just seem to humanize them way more yep. for some reason. It's like you know them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you can't call athletes, but look, I'm going to just call Tiger Tiger, but like that's different. Yeah. Um, Michael, Michael Jordan. Uh, but like Michael, <laughs> uh, Tiger <laughs> Woods had this killer instinct, right? Mm-hmm. He would create fake beefs in his head. If someone would just glance at him, he would take that personally and he would use that to motivate him to play better. He always needed to win. And I think maybe that'll carry over that that mental edge over the competition. The swing itself, I don't know if that can be genetic. I don't know. I don't know shit about genetics. I'm sure there'll be like some he'll be more natural at it than maybe say like a, a you or me. Yeah. But like he's still gonna have to learn a ton. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just gonna happen to him like that. See, that's where I disagree. I think the mental aspect is where his weakness is going to be. Because mm. if you hear about Tiger's backstory, his dad was not the greatest. The psycho. Ter- yeah, he like would just berate him on the course. He forced him to be Tiger to become that assassin. Maybe Tiger will do the same thing, but I kind of doubt it. Yeah. Do you think Tiger would have still had that mental edge and he wouldn't have gotten into all that trouble without his dad? No, I think... Tiger is a complete like byproduct of his up his upbringing. Mm. I think because his dad was a famous womanizer as well. Yeah, and like he cheated on his wife so many times that he's buried in an unmarked grave, which is kind of insane. Actually, yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, it's kind of dark. I didn't know that. Why yeah. didn't they put that in the documentary? <laughs> I think Tiger had more of a say in the documentary than in the books. Okay, at least I think. But yeah, he, Tiger's dad is buried in an unmarked grave. Little, that's little that's dark. crazy. Well, yeah, because he, because his wife, I think by the end, just kind of hated him. Huh. But yeah, so Tiger, like 
Tiger, I just think, has that, like, kind of... But he also still loves his dad. Mm -hmm. So maybe he will try and adopt that method to try and, like, train Charlie if Charlie decides he wants to be serious about this. We still don't know if Charlie wants to go pro. Maybe Charlie's just sitting there. He's like, I just want to be an engineer. I just like playing golf on the weekends. (laughs) Yeah, what if he's, like, just a normal guy with golf? Like, he's doing it to have fun with his friends. Yeah, maybe maybe Charlie's, like, end goal is just to be on the Breakfast Ball podcast one day. (laughs) You want a spot? It's yours now. We'll have a 12-year-old on. (laughs) But yeah, like that's what that's what's so crazy about these betting things. Like some like the two other superstar like children athletes that are kind of on Charlie Woods level are Bronny James and Arch Manning. I think they're old enough at yeah. least that we think they at least plan on trying to attempt a professional career. Right. There's a leg- high school. legitimate vision with where they want to go right now. Yeah. Like Bronny James has expressed that he wants to play in the how, NBA. How old is he? Like 15, 16? He's a junior in college. He's oh, in college year. or high high school. Sorry. Oh, high, sorry. So yes, the like sixteen, seventeen. Then. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's the appropriate age. Like people are getting committing to. Yeah, he's getting like one. offers now. Yeah. So like, but that's way different than twelve. Yes, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Like I, I'm twelve years old. Twelve years old. I think I wanted to be like a video game producer. Right. I think I wanted to be a paleontologist. Yeah. No, I'm on your fucking gambling podcast. Yeah, no, no, yeah. yeah. I wanted to be on a gambling podcast when I was. <laughs> oh, there you go, Jared. Uh, yeah, Dude, out. dreams realized. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Good, good for Jared. Yeah, my life's really good. Yeah, someone whoever put the 825 to one odds for you to become a, be on a gambling podcast <laughs> when you were 12, just pay it off right now. So, but yeah, like right now you can also bet on like Bronny James, what college he wants to go to, or like Arch Manning, who's also a in his junior year in high school. Odds aren't out for him yet, but like the favorites are out. So it's just weird that you can like bet on these kids when they might not even know like what they want to do with their life. Yeah, like what's stopping someone from DMing Arch Manning and being like, Where are you gonna go? That's true. Like just I gotta imagine Arch Manning's Instagram is private, but maybe it isn't. Or what's stopping Arch Manning to like just to bet on himself to go to a certain college? I think that's super illegal. I I would say so. Isn't that illegal? That's gotta be illegal. Well, how are they gonna know? Like Unless he's in a like legal betting state, if he's just using like, and he's also not eighteen. Okay, that yeah, that, that part might actually. Well, he can just have like his. I don't know. His yeah, dad just or relative. Just tell it. Eli to do it. Eli's got nothing. Yeah, to, Eli Manning's got nothing to do split, these days. You, you just split the pot a little. Yeah, you know? Eli was flipping the birds. Yeah, on, Eli's got nothing to lose. <laughs> on national he's, television. He's flipping the birds on ESPN. He's doing commercials. Eli's got nothing to lose at this point. So yeah, I could see Eli getting on that action. Take a little off the top. Well, I do. You think it's moral to bet on children? Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> I would say I would disagree. I would say it is because if anything, we are the ones who have something to lose, not the kid. That's like true. the kids, I would hope his impact, his decision is not impacted by like what the goose egg gambling podcast is betting on for like his future. Right. It's not you're like you're harassing the kid or anything. Yeah, I think yeah. you're the one who's like getting all the winnings and all the like you're losing everything. Right. By doing it. Yeah. I don't, I don't it know. It feels it feels skeevy though. It does. I feel gross about it. Yeah. Like I would feel gross putting. 10 bucks down on Charlie Woods to win in the next decade. Yeah. I just feel like that kid's going to have enough to deal with, with Tiger being his dad, period. There's going to be so many people just on him to golf and be just as good mm-hmm. to add $10 of Tyler's grown, <laughs> grown men and women putting their money on his future. It just seems like a weird added aspect to it. It does. Yeah. Like I get it. Maybe if he's in the amateur tour, then yeah. we can start betting. On I think him to once win a he major. says, "Like I would like to be a professional golfer," I think then right. all bets are off. I'm with you on that, but like right now, just let the, the we've kid, literally seen him play like one right. <laughs> thing. The kid is in, literally in PE, like yeah. he is playing dodgeball <laughs> for an hour a day right now. He's like at that age yeah. where he starts like changing clothes for PE. Like you, right, like you're just at the age like when you're still wearing your jeans to gym class. Like 12 years old is like when you actually start like, like using a locker room. He's right at the tail end of spelling tests. He's on the start of puberty. Like yeah, like he's like learning multiplication. <laughs> this poor guy. I yeah, I'm out on it. Yeah, uh, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out, but if I were to bet on it, you say you would you take it? I would probably take it. You think? Yeah. In this decade, so that's by the 2020s. He's gonna win a major. So, as you know, I run a golf podcast. You do. If you look at the people that are winning majors, all of them, not all, I shouldn't say all. Besides the the legacy guys like Dustin Johnson, and then Phil won one this year, and the everyone else is young. Mm-hmm. John Rahm is young. Colin Morikawa is young. Um, Ricky's not really young anymore. He hasn't won any this year. Uh, John Rahm has won two. Morikawa has won two. Um, 
why can't I think of the other guy's name? Great, yeah. great golf podcast, yeah. by the way. <laughs> uh, but they're all young. All these young guys are kind of like the new faces of golf. Like if you look at the Ryder Cup team for the United States, I think 10 out of the 12 ones are under 26 years old. And they're the best golfers, at least in the United States. And they're all top 20 in the world. So I think the the talent age, like the, the premier talent age is shifting younger, not just golf, but all sports. And why is that for golf? Why is it shifting younger? I feel like it's such an old man developed sport. It's because it's changed. Golf is becoming more of pop culture with people like Tiger bringing um, like an oh, attitude yeah. into it and a swag into it and making it more and less of this snooty. I'm rich. I'm I'm classy Country sport club. into yeah. this is actually fun for everybody type of thing. Okay. So now kids are wanting to play golf because they see the Ricky Fowlers on TV. So kids are starting to get into it earlier, which is why like um, Will Zalatoris. There we there go. You go. He's young. We call uh, him Will. We yeah. call him Will. Will. William, <laughs> William uh, Zalatoris. You know him. Uh, guys like him are all shifting younger. So if he has the coach like Tiger Woods in his corner and he truly wants to go win a major, I think he'll do it before 21. Do you think there's a psychology aspect to it? Like that these young guys are winning so much, like maybe they just don't know what they don't know and they just kind of go in with like more of a blind confidence. <laughs> like Colin Kaepernick in the Super Bowl. A little bit. Mm -hmm. Colin had no idea what it took to get into a Super Bowl because he got into one right away. Yeah, it's like within his, like his first 10 starts total. Right. And so then after that, he's like, oh shit, this is hard to do. And then he mm -hmm. kind of fell apart. I mean, yeah. there's obviously other reasons that people are keeping him out of the NFL, but yeah. uh, I genuinely think that's why he got there because he didn't understand what it took to get there. There was less pressure. Just more more playing yeah. on instinct. Yeah, yep, you just play naturally. Yeah. So maybe that will hurt Charlie because he'll have the one person in the world that can accurately tell him how hard it is to get there. Yeah, that's very true. But, and also, Tiger's also dealing with, like, recovery from his car crash. So maybe Tiger will just hang up the clubs himself and just focus entirely on Charlie's career, which I, I think see, would be pretty cool. I could see that because he's got a lot of businesses in place. Like, mm -hmm. he's, he, he's going to do fine. Like, Tiger Woods is never going to run out of money. And he, yeah. he enjoys the business side of things. And those are all moving on. Um, so maybe he will. Yeah, I, I mean, know. he, he kind of... Kind of rode off into the sunset with his master's win two years ago. Yeah, he should have hung it up right after that. Probably. Oh, I won big money on that. Did you? Yeah. I did think you, Tiger was plus 1,200 or something. Did you bet like before the whole weekend mm -hmm. started? I bet like Good that for you. Wednesday. I put 10 bucks down. I won like 120 bucks. That was a really cool moment to watch. That was probably the coolest golf moment I can remember in yeah. a long time. That was sweet. I felt like that was the first time everyone was kind of rooting for the same thing mm -hmm. to happen in sports in general. I think we're right. all. I think the closest thing to that was the Ryder Cup that happened two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, just cause that which was, you were at, which I was at, which and it was unbelievable. Um, I did bet on that too. Did you? And I don't bet. I just use DraftKings and just mm -hmm. throw money at random stuff. Cause I don't know what I'm doing. There you go. That's um, pretty much what I do too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's gambling. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. This is like the, so just, uh, Ian Poulter, right? Just mm -hmm. Ian Poulter. Every Ryder cup has three days and you, there's two events each day. So Ian Poulter had played in 43 Ryder Cup events in his career, mm -hmm. right? The entire 12-man roster of the United States team had played in 46 combined Ryder Cup events. Yeah. So it was like similar to um, uh, the Miracle on Ice, right? Like it was a bunch of young guys going against the best in the world and they absolutely beat the shit out of them. So I think that's the most I've seen like the United States rally around golf in a long, long time. Um, probably since Tiger's Masters yeah, win. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, golf is in a very interesting moment, I think, in the American culture right now. It's something I want to get into betting just because as Jared and the listeners know, I'm really a big sucker for very high payouts on very low reward, like very low risk. Like, yeah. That's why I love parlays so much. And I know golf is very much like betting on golf is very much that way because mm -hmm. you're just betting on one guy and out of a huge field. So you have great odds. So like what are the other ways you can bet on golf? Because you can bet on the field, mm -hmm. which is low risk, low reward, though. Um, can you bet on can you parlay in golf like I am betting on so-and-so being in the top 10, this person making the cut, this person not making the cut. Can you parlay in golf like that? I believe so. I believe it's just entirely based off of like, you can do like top 10 making a cut just based off like finishes. Okay. And, I, and I've seen like over and unders too, like with strokes. Yep, I've seen 10. that as well. So you can do that. 
There's a couple ways, but I do think the majority of people just try and pick like a top three or like a winner and just kind of ride that guy out the whole weekend. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Something to look into if you if you got that itch. From yeah, I'm going to do it right now. There you go. There we go. <laughs> there we go. DraftKings.com. Yeah. <laughs> so you're thinking, but you're thinking no on Charlie Woods because I was also I'm thinking s- no. I'm so split. Todd, just throw two dollars down. It's yeah, like where risk. the fuck do I do that? <laughs> I don't know. You might that's a good question. I, I think that that would be a Vegas one. I don't think that's going to be on the draft. I'm not going to fly to Vegas to drop two dollars on Charlie Woods. <laughs> It'll pay the, if he wins though. That trip pays for itself right there. Oh yeah, that's 20, it. I'm even. I'm yeah. even because of my fight. Yeah, there you go. Just saying, scared money don't make money, Tyler. <laughs> I'm going to wait for him to announce he doesn't want to be in golf. And, and then, then just happen to be in Vegas and then put $2 out on it. There you go. $2 bet. And then he'll change his mind last minute. He'll be like, I want to yeah. be in golf now. Once he hears you put the $2 bet. Yeah, I'll call him and be like, hey. Hey, Chuck. I know, I know you're Chuck studying me. for a test right now. Yeah. Um, AP bio is really kicking yeah, your ass yeah. right now. But like, if you could get back into golf, that'd be great. There you I'll go. send you a breakfast ball hat. Ooh. Yeah. And I got a plane ticket to pay for. <laughs> yeah, it's true. College athletes can get paid now, so that's totally fair. Can middle schoolers get paid? I would assume so. <laughs> oh, I think it's just amateur athletes can now Dude, get paid in general. Do you think like Texas high school football players can get paid now? Like high school ones? Well, when I was looking into this Arch Manning stuff, I don't know if high schoolers can, but they're projecting that like a college might offer him like ten million dollars to like come pay like just in terms of like endorsements and stuff like that to come pay. They, th- they think Arch Manning will make ten million his freshman year. Jesus. Fuck. Yeah. Is he that good? He's he's, a, he's good. the number one recruit right now in high school. Is that just because of his name or is he legitimately that good? I do think he is legitimately pretty good. But I, I, I gotta couple, imagine his name. I've seen a couple highlights of him. He looks pretty legit. Yeah. Mm. He's mobile. He's tall. He's like the perfect quarterback body. Yeah, well probably the Vikings will probably draft him and then he'll suck ass. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Circle circle of, circle of life. There yeah. you go. The favorites for him right now are Alabama, Georgia, Texas, and then LSU randomly. I think it's because he's from the New Orleans area, mm. but but he's like right in the mid, like the what, middle of that recruiting process right now. What are you going to put money on? I think I would take Alabama. Not I, after last week. You don't think? Nope. <laughs> I think that if anything, that helps him. It's like when Kevin Durant went to Golden State, there was all that outcry. If Arch Manning goes to Alabama, everyone's be like, ah, he w- took the easy way out. But now that they've lost a game, nah. Saban needs the help. Oh, Alabama's fine. No, they're definitely no, they're, fine. Yeah. They're done. They're <laughs> yeah. never yeah. going to win another Alabama's championship. Al- Jimbo Fisher's a good coach. Sell all your Alabama stock right, right now. Yeah. And Bryce Young's my Heisman pick this year. So. I'm, I'm yeah. out on him. Really? Alabama's <laughs> done. All right. They'll, win it, they'll lose another game this year. I disagree. Depends who they play. I yeah. They'll lose. I'm to telling Georgia you. Georgia in the SEC championship, maybe something like oh, that. Georgia will fucking could, stomp them if they make the SEC Georgia's championship. Georgia's my team this year. So is Jared's. Yes. Yeah, uh, so mine's, is I, mine's Iowa. There you go. Oh, my God. That's true. How was that game? <laughs> that was fucking sweet. Yeah. Um, everybody and their brother thinks they would have lost if Clifford didn't go out. I'm kind of in that boat, but I don't think it would have been the ass whooping that everyone else is saying it would have been. Mm-hmm. I think Penn State would have won if Clifford doesn't go down, but I still think it would have been close because Iowa's defense is legit. They did score yeah. 17 on them with Clifford, but they also had two picks. Mm-hmm. So if they keep picking off and turning the ball over and they score 23 points, I think final score ends up being like 28-23 Penn State. Yeah. Do you think Iowa's going to end up in the playoffs? I do. Well, I guess not, now that it's No, eight. I think they'll probably just miss it because I think they're going to win out the season mm-hmm. and then lose to Ohio in the Big Ten Championship. Probably. And then Ohio will get three and they'll end up like five or Iowa end up five or six. Well, the playoffs are eight teams now this year. Oh, then they're fucking in yeah. for sure. I forgot they were 18. I, I That's exciting. Too. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, they'll get in then. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm glad they shook it up because the college football playoffs, like it's a fun idea. But the last like four years, it's been the exact same four teams. Right. And they're all just losing to Alabama and Clemson anyways. What makes me excited is like I want to see the the UCFs of the world. Mm-hmm. Make these eight team playoffs and then get <laughs> Just, oh my god! <laughs> Shut all the fans up! Like hey, we've been undefeated for four Statistically years. Statistically speaking, we <laughs> yeah, you've played no one. Yeah. The best team you played was Miami, Ohio. Yeah, not the real Miami. Yeah, not the U. Not even the real Ohio. <laughs> yeah, neither. <laughs> you got neither. the peanut butter and jelly sandwich of both of them. God, who else would be like the the eight team that's undefeated? Uh, Boise State back in the day. Yeah. Or like uh, Eastern Michigan when Fleck was the coach. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Western Michigan, you mean. Western. Or NDSU. 
NDSU sometimes make they're that. They're not even that in argue. the real D1. They make that argument that they should be like a part of things. I've heard sometimes. Well, I think the highest they've ever got ranked was like 23. Yeah. Yeah. So they didn't even sniff them out. No. I just gr- growing up in Sioux Falls, I heard a lot of people make that argument. That I mean, I, I would like to see NSU make it just to get the shit kicked out of them. I d- <laughs> dude, I think that they. I honestly think, and you know my feelings about the Bison. Oh yeah. I think if they join the Mountain West, they would win four games. The Mountain West in the Mountain West. Yeah. Who? Because that would be the most logistical conference for them to join. Yeah. So I think they would beat Wyoming. You think they'd miss getting to beat up on USD and SDSU? I think they would miss the rivalry yeah. from that, but I think they would beat Wyoming. I think that they could give Fresno is such a weird school because mm-hmm. Fresno plays normal all year and then has one huge upset yeah. every single year. So I think they might be able to beat Fresno. Depends on what Utah shows up because Utah's a stud every other year. Uh, God, I don't remember who else is in the Mountain West, but I was looking at it. I was like, they could legit win. Three to four games. NDSU's kind of a quarterback factory, though. They are. Think about it. Freaking double Wentz, double Eason ankle stick. sprain. Wentz. <laughs> two, two sprains? Yeah. <laughs> two, two sprains. <laughs> Carson wins. Carson wins. Yeah, they got him. Easton Stick. Trey Lance. Yeah. Um, before that, Brock Jensen played for the Dolphins. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember him? Yeah. All it takes is those few big names to come out of school like to get quarterback prospects interested. Right. Well, and then if they can get a an actual D1 facility going like they would redo the fargo dome yeah and they would get it would become more of a college town than it already is so i don't know you never know we'll see what's more likely charlie woods winning a major this decade or or ndsu leaving the fcs oh ndsu going to the f going to the fbs for sure you think without you think think they're ready for it yeah well i don't think they're ready for it but i think that's way more likely in the next decade Mm -hmm. yeah for sure that one i'm putting way more money on ndsu jumping up all right. Yeah, let's get the sports book out. Yeah, let's get the books out, get the money ready. All right. Well, thank you for so much for joining us, Tyler. Oh, yes. This was an absolute blast. Sorry for absolutely derailing you. No, like no, I times. love it. That's that was right. a, it was awesome. So yeah, you heard it from Tyler, everyone. Do not take the Charlie Woods bet. Let Charlie focus on his AP calc yeah, <laughs> exam. Let, let the kid worry about junior high dances. Yeah, he's got a big <laughs> Don't worry, don't make him worry about winning majors. He's got a big boy girl dance coming up. He's yeah, got, he's nervous. He's gotta learn he's how to nervous. do the soldier boy. So they <laughs> don't do that anymore. You don't think? I never no. went to a middle school. Well, dance. Just just think he was born after a crank that uh came was, out. Oh wow. So was he born, born before or after Apple Bottom Jeans? He's two thousand nine. Yeah, 2009. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to like he almost, hit the whip and nay-nay. <laughs> he knows the John Wall. Yeah. <laughs> he knows on a Dougie. That's about it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend. Good luck with all your bets. And remember, as always, it is not a loss. Think of it as a down payment on future success. See ya.